0: Black Arrows continue to dominate, Max gives Red Bull wings, an F1 legend justifies Lewis's actions, and Botas jumped to start. See what I did there?
1: All right, guys, welcome in the Jump to Start podcast. I'm here, Wellington, with two of my closest friends. Say hello, Ruben.
2: What's going on, guys? Glad to have you guys back.
1: Yancy? What's going on, guys? Back to talking about racing. Yes, sir. Uh, It's been a a few days since our last... uh, It's been a week since our last uh, podcast. But first, before anything, I want to make sure that you guys are aware we had some audio issues with our last episode uh, we, w- we have worked things out, shouldn't have any issues again. Uh, we apologize for, uh, you know, the, the whole thing, but we're still learning. We're still growing. It'll get better from here.
0: Uh, we're constantly trying to improve and we're well aware. We're you know, very self-critical of what, we, what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong, especially what we're doing wrong. So just bear with us. You know, we're new to this and uh, we're trying to get everything as perfect as possible.
2: Of course, it's a learning experience. The last episode sounding sucked. Well,
1: we'll get it together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so speaking of this podcast, it seems that we've developed a couple of new fans, starting with Martin Brundle. Jump to start. It was it was interesting to hear him refer to us during the race. Then also Crofty.
2: <laughs> Jump to start.
1: Wow. Okay, and then, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, and then Sebastian Vettel, he must have seen, you know, the stuff we've been posting about him on Instagram. Jump to start podcast uh, at jump to start podcast. Jump to start. Amazing. It's it's, amazing. So much plug talking about us, all these plugs, Uh, (laughs) but in all seriousness, we'll get to that. I appreciate it. If they ever (laughs) do hear the podcast, thank you guys.
0: (laughs) Thank you Botas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Valtteri Botas. We'll get to that during the race review portion. Um, Let's just, let's just jump in. Major stories coming into the weekend. The Aston Martin seat, still not settled. There's, you know, we talked about this last week. Sebastian Vettel is still rumored to go to um, uh, Aston Martin, right, currently racing point, but will become Aston Martin Racing next next year. As far as I know, with uh, Autosport was reporting earlier that it's Sebastian Vettel's decision on whether or not to go. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard anything different or anything uh, contradicts that.
0: What you saying that it's Sebastian's? That's what Autosport is Yeah, that's what Autosport that said. If he wants to sign, like he has a, a open contract, yeah. I, but why not? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't why wouldn't that be the case? I mean, they're trying to attract a, a championship driver, and you know, by all the means, all the car, you know, the ball is in Sebastian's court. If he wants, he can sign wherever he wants. He dictates his career. Because he has a right to. He's won four world championships. And you know what? That would be an addition like no other to that team. So, yeah. I mean, that that that's the way it should be, you
2: know? Yeah, I just feel like crying right now. This means this is getting <laughs> closer and closer to the end of my boy Paris, the team saver. I don't want to cry. But, yeah, I mean, if the team is on the table, I mean, the, that means it's closer and closer for him signing. If they have the offer on the table, it's just pretty much his – how do you say that? His uh, – his decision, like, oh, here, sign. How much money you want? Like, you know, it's a bunch of things still, you know. So he what, they are waiting for him to commit, to get everything prepared? It's, you know, it's still in the air, in my
1: opinion. I don't know.
0: I mean, they'd be crazy not to even try to get him if he's available. I just don't understand, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and I think that the offer's on the table. I mean, like I've said this before, I said it with Alonzo, where there's smoke, there's fire. (laughs) And there's a big fire burning and Vettel, I think, I mean, he's, he'll be signing with Aston Martin if he still wants to race. And honestly, in that interview that he had with uh, with Martin Brundle over the weekend. One of our biggest fans. Yeah. It seems like he is, still has that passion within him to, to race in Formula One and be competitive. And that car is looking mighty
1: competitive. I just don't get why if it's his decision to make, just make that decision. Like, let's just go, let's move on. Of course, he's going to want a seat next year. I think he's waiting for Red Bull. They have
2: not signed Alex Albon still again. He's not waiting for Red Bull, man. Hell
1: no? No.
0: Come back home, (laughs) Red Bull. (laughs) No, man. Why, Why would you look? Look out how Max has been performing, and he finished second in this race where. Literally, there were cars faster than heat. He will get no, to No, man, why would, yeah, I know, I got you. But <laughs> it's just like, it doesn't make any sense why Red Bull would even sign Vettor at this point. I
2: just threw something out there of, of a guy that still had not been signed and a seat still available.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Back to Racing Point. The other piece of news going into this weekend is the their car, their brake ducts, but in reality, it's their whole car is still under protest from Renault. And actually coming out of this weekend, it's the same thing with potentially even more teams joining uh, the protest. Uh, Nothing has been, uh, apparently, Omar Omar Safnauer says, he has 800 plus drawings that he could prove that it's a different car than the last year's Mercedes. I think it's 866 drawings
0: to be exact. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> uh,
2: I don't know Other teams I ain't doing Other teams ain't doing nothing Because they also have Sister teams That could jeopardize What they're giving The other teams You know So it's, it's a It's a thin line that's the, I think I believe that's the reason Why Renault is doing it Not You know Red Bull Makes sense. You know because yeah. they have Other teams That maybe that opened The windows Oh so they're looking To your, your stuff What do you got under there
0: You know <laughs> Makes Yeah
1: sense.
0: there's I, I don't think that 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 those protests are not going to go nowhere. It seems like um, that team is smart enough to know that they were going to get heat just because the car looks so similar to last year's Mercedes. So they're going to, it's like taking a math class when they used to tell you show your work, they've shown their work. And from what happens is, is that these protests don't go to the FIA. So they're good with the FIA. The protests go to the stewards. So, the reason why it's taking them so long for them to even, uh, to make their case is that they literally have, the FIA over the break, went to that factory, spent two days at that factory, and I'm um, quoting what Otmar Safnar said. How do you they say that? They went to again? that factory, Otmar Safnar. Safnar, I, 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 I,
2: Safnar, I guess it's yeah. gonna take me days to, to <laughs> get to know how to pronounce
0: that. So, the, so representatives from the FIA actually went to the factory Spent two days at that factory and saw everything they were doing and cleared. them. But when you file a protest, the protest is not to the FIA is to the race stewards. That's why Renault is going out of the way to protest the car after every race until this thing is settled. And what they're going to do is that they're going to combine those protests into one hearing. Um, so they literally have to get do get all their work, put it together, now present it again to the stewards of that of those particular races um so that's why it's taking them a little bit longer and and, and the stewards can't physically go to the factory so they got to come to them with everything and show them these are our original designs you know
1: oh my blah blah, blah blah et etc cetera, et cetera. yo if it's me i keep protesting them and keep diverting their resources and their time to protesting screw them
0: Well, I think that's what Renault is doing, (laughs) but uh, and 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 I maybe in a few weeks I think is I think the hearing is scheduled right before uh, Silverstone, so we'll be able to get a very.
1: Okay, I mean, we all know Racing Point came from Force India, former team boss, team owner. I guess I should say, VJ Malia, right? So you know how to do the wrong things the right way. (laughs) One of our closest friends says that. so. <laughs> All right. So from there, um, I guess that's pretty much it. Let's jump into, I guess, a race weekend review. Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. <laughs> Favorite. YouTube video related to F1.
0: I start cracking up every time I hear that question.
1: <laughs> We're going to do a little bit different style this time around. We're going to go by team who will review their whole race weekend. Uh, and we'll do, I guess, from uh, from top down, uh, from winner to loser. And uh, we'll just discuss, fill in the items from there rather than just going through practice, qualifying, race. So we'll start at the top. I'll hand it over to Ruben. Uh, just to talk about Mercedes and how they performed this weekend.
2: Uh, the Mighty Benz, which are going to be this year, the Black Arrows, still show all weekend, all the way from Quali, that they have what it takes to take the title. Don't know who's going to come close to them, but as a team, besides... No, nobody's coming close. Yeah, besides the little bit of miscommunication on the pit stop with Hampt to come in for tires at the end, they did everything as
0: a team super smooth.
2: What do you think, Yancy? What do you think they did as a team?
0: No, listen, they're they're showing who, they're showing what they are. They're, they're a championship team. They're the gold standard in F1 right now. They're, there's nobody better. And one thing that I found interesting, just reading up on, on the whole debacle with the Ferrari engine and And what that did to Mercedes in particular. Last season, what Mercedes was up against the wall because that Ferrari engine, legal or not, obviously it was illegal. (laughs) The cheater one. That Ferrari engine pushed them so hard that they actually developed their engine, which was good already. And they made that engine even better. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you take that into account where you have this team who has you know it's already a great team, great engineers, great strategists. Their engine is a cut above the rest. Nobody's even coming close and we see that. Not, nobody's even coming close to last year's car. No, it's just <laughs> a, so they made this they made this engine better because Ferrari was pushing them so hard. And now you take into account that Ferrari's engine was basically illegal and they lost, what, over 30 horsepower. And obviously Honda's not even close. Dude, that team is on, you know, is it's on automatic, bro. They just win automatically. It's crazy how good they are.
1: Yeah, there was... uh To the point where even, like, the team bosses. So, like, Bernardo had... A, not attacked, but he kind of said a couple of things and Total Wolf responded where Total Wolf, apparently Mercedes hasn't signed the next Concord agreement, whereas Ferrari has. And it's like, well, it's not like we're cheating or anything. We just there's a couple of things that we don't agree with and we want to make sure that we're all on the same page. But it's exactly in that same interview. He was saying exactly what you just said, see that the team was so not nervous for last year because they knew what they were up against. They had the development cycle already set up. But for this season, you know, they wanted to keep the streak going. They want to maintain that best of car. And they put a ton of resources last year, at the end of last year, into developing this year's car. And it shows... Um, I mean, obviously we joked that they were during qualifying one through four with the two, with the two racing points. <laughs> but they were eight tenths up on the racing points. And this is a track that we anticipated that Mercedes would come back down to earth a little bit and that the Red Bulls would catch up and then maybe Ferrari with their chassis would be better. They're still eight tenths clear of the racing point, one second clear of the next car behind their engine. <laughs> so it it's, it's shows in the qualifying and then it showed right away in the race where Ham jumps out to an insurmountably Literally right at he was out three seconds ahead by like turn four. It was crazy. Yep. In wet conditions. In wet conditions. Imagine
0: if it had been dry. I think he would have probably been out further.
1: It's you know, it's scary where this team is and where they're gonna be for next year because I don't see anybody catching them. Not even uh not even Red racing West. point, Aston Martin. Red Bull would need a miracle with their Honda engines. They're they're down power wise as well. I mean, it's usually the, the, the pecking order is usually you have the top
0: three, which is, which I mean, now we're not even talking about this season. It's, it's usually Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull at the top. Then you have the midfield. Then you have the, map, the back markers. And we talked about this in a previous episode. But now how this season is shaping up is that you have Mercedes alone. <laughs> then you have Racing Point And Red Bull. And Red Bull. Then you have the midfield, which is the top of the midfield is Ferrari. Can you believe no, that? No,
1: top of the midfield is like McLaren. <laughs> <Where's> <laughs> no, Ferrari? come on,
0: the Ferraris faster than McLaren, bro. Get out of here, man. Come on, all right.
1: The Ferraris faster than McLaren.
0: All right, they're not. I mean, they're bad, but they're not that bad. All right, and then and but they're gonna be fighting for points. And then you have the you know you have the bottom three, which are Haas, Alfa Romeo, and and use. um. And Williams and and Williams looks to be on the rise after this race, and we'll talk about that later. But it's just it's incredible how everything is worked out, and obviously the bigger the biggest part of it is the engine or the the, the illegal Ferrari engine. <laughs> but then also it seemed like Mercedes is so good that it seems like even with the factory shutdowns, they've been the only one that really have come out better from that. I think every other team looks like they're regressed.
2: And by the way, Mercedes was also doing the same thing as a, almost every major, ma- major manufacturer. They were doing machines to help, you know, fight COVID as well. Yeah. And they still came on came out on top. That's a good point. But now we're going to move to actually talk about the drivers within the, the same team. So Ham, you know,
1: showed that he's definitely not distracted, Wellington. you know, <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to that too. But yeah, he definitely showed me up. He is not distracted at all by what's going on in... Basically I told you, don't them. question that no, man. No, don't question him, him. He, he, prove he me wrong. always comes back. <laughs> don't, don't question him, man. So then the other story regarding the other Mercedes driver, Valtteri Bottas, is... Uh, I'm sorry, hold on. Valtteri Bottas, whenever he, we mention him, especially this week when we say that he, he potentially jumped the start, he... Oh, hold on. To whom he may concern? So essentially, he, he's telling us, you know, who cares? But uh, the trans. so what ended up happening is at the beginning of the the race, he was looking down at his dash. The lights went out on his dash earlier than they went out on the actual lights on the track. You're supposed to, as the race driver, go out with the uh, lights on the track that the race director controls. Um, What ended up happening is he moved a slight bit that did not register a... Jump start. Uh and I'm saying it carefully to not, you know, keep pushing Thank our you. brand, but <laughs> 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 but it registered a it did not register a jump start because the transponder did not register that slight of a movement or it did not take it out of the um what do you call it? The margin of error for, for the Yeah, the movement. margin of error is like Point two seconds
0: or so but two tenths
1: of a what, second so it, it my problem is that like there was talks the whole race of whether or not he's going to get a penalty whatever it was clear that that start hurt him so it's like yeah okay he he moved but it's not like he got an advantage Nah, no, screw
2: that he he jumped the start i'm a i'm a i'm a, I'm a mercedes friend he jumped the start regardless of what the computer says and stuff like that if you were racing like that in the street you jumped the start screw that and obviously, yeah, he made a mistake. You know, he had to then re-engage the clutch and blah blah blah, all of that other stuff. But he jumped the start. Like I said, there's nothing else you could do. Pay up. He lost, you know, like five places and all that other stuff. But, you know, he had an awesome quality though. He do he was doing great, but he jumped the start.
1: Yeah, see, so what are your thoughts, man?
0: He jumped the start, man. There's no <laughs> there's no way. There's no other way of of interpreting that he jumped the start, uh, he clearly jumped the start. He went, you know, he, he. I think he did that in another race, and he got away with it. He got. I think it was in Russia. He got away
1: with it. I think he won yeah. up winning that and, race. And Sebastian Vettel did it last year in Japan, and it was the same thing. They were within the margin of error for the transponder.
0: Like we're all waiting for this
1: penalty, penalty come and
0: it's <laughs> and it was so clear. And, and they said, was it with the transponder and within a point two second? And I get, come on, man. If he jumped the start, he jumped to start. So let me ask you, you know, guys a and, question. And thank God he did because he gave us free promotion, but he jumped <laughs> the damn
1: start. <laughs> let me ask you guys a question. What is the appropriate penalty? A drive through penalty, 10 seconds. What do you guys think? I say 10 seconds. 10 seconds? Okay, so what if I told you that he was still, he beat the next car by 57 seconds? That's fine. But what? you jumped that the to start. The point? But you jumped the start.
0: Pay up. Uh, Ten seconds seems a little bit harsh. I think maybe like a five second penalty, um, especially if it's a closer battle. That's a little bit harsh. If you jump the start, I don't think you're gonna get, you know, uh, you I don't think you're gonna get a 10-second advantage. But then again, you, it's like Wellington said, he he finished 57, <laughs> what it is,
1: fifty seven seconds, fifty second, second fifty seven like, seconds like? ahead of Lance Joel. Come on,
0: dude. I was I, when I was when I was. It was so. It was the so gap was, was so crazy. Lap. And how far ahead of the field Actually, that they sorry. were? I'm sorry,
1: he finished 48 seconds ahead of Stroll. 48, 50 48 sec- 57 wow. seconds was the gap between Hamilton and Stroll.
0: It's, I feel like almost all the drivers got lapped in this race. Yes, that's how. That's how like it's that's how far behind everybody else.
2: Well, it's, I read that if Ham did not come in for fresh tires to go for the fastest lap, he would have lapped everybody except Max and Bottas.
0: I mean, the <laughs> fact that he was lapping, um, he was, he was lapping the Ferraris. that
2: I mean, Well, that was, Bro, that was coming. Too. You know that, Yancey, come on. Ferraris is a, a slow market. You know, they're back markets now.
1: All right. So regardless of that, during the race, Boras ended up pushing. He pitted just before the end and was able to get within a couple of seconds from uh, Max, for, actually b- within one second of Max for stopping. Uh, right at the end of the race on fresher tires. We talked about the uh, undercut and overcut a couple of weeks ago. Uh, This doesn't apply here in the sense that he was just on fresher tires that had the ability to take on more energy. Um,
2: He did undercut Stroll, though. That's how he passed him.
1: Yeah, right. But um, on, on the race, during the race itself, he didn't seem to have too much trouble. Correct me if I'm wrong. That car was just too much.
2: No, he didn't have he, he didn't have that much that much trouble getting by, you know, against other people. He just, you know? He showed in like on lap ten, he showed Bottas just pretty much walking Leclerc. That was the only guy that gave him a little, you know, maybe a couple of corners. But he just walked in like it was a drag race getting away from him.
1: Right. But on this track that's so tight, they call it the monocle without the walls. You know that the aerodynamic, I guess the wash from the car ahead of you, it's gonna affect you so it it was just a matter of time before he was able to pass uh leclerc does anybody beat mercedes this year that's really my question
0: no no does anybody no, win you, a race listen no. i it doesn't look like it i mean it seems like mercedes is could possibly and i mean again anything can happen because you know, this is why we race we can't predict everything and a lot of things a lot of different things happen um, just look at you know Germany last year when we thought Mercedes was going to run away with it, and they you know they had a really 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 bad race. Well, but, the rain too. The yeah, rain came well, in with the rain, but the that's heli- what I'm saying. So there's so many different. I mean, there's so many different elements that can happen during the race, but the way they're looking, you know, they can possibly challenge the McLaren MP4-4 for the best car ever and that mclaren car only they won every race but one that season
2: uh because their it's, cars it's a, it's a short season i wouldn't put it up to that car yet if they do with this if they run away with it next year then you could put it up with that but this short season you know you know what everything that's going on i don't think it's yeah but what maybe if they the get car to, is maybe be up, up to par on it but
0: yeah, but they, what if know, they the, get fifteen races, fifteen to eighteen races, and that's still a pretty good. And the mp the MP44 didn't do that many races. Right. I mean, gotcha. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly no, the I don't number exact how many number races that they did. I Was just pretty much. But the rate, and that I think that was eighty-eight. Um, and, and any of the viewers can correct me if I'm wrong, on on social media. I think that was eighty-eight, and I think they only had maybe like fourteen to fifteen races that season. So, and that car, I mean, that car is legendary. That car is legendary. And for you to be up there to say that you, that your car as a team won, I think it was 14 out of 15 races. That's amazing. They only lost one race.
2: So if McLaren needs money, how much do you think that car's going to go
1: for? <laughs> <laughs> you looking to buy it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, but look, just go forward. It's Silverstone times 2 which is one of Lewis's favorite tracks. It's his home track. It's gonna to be tough to beat them in either of those. Then after that, it's Barcelona, which their car being such a good all around car, it's <laughs> like what do you? Then beyond that, it's Spa, Monza, then uh, uh, what high is, speed tracks. Yeah, it's it's all high speed, high engine power tracks. Like where do you? I just don't see them. There's no Singapore this year. We already did Hungary. I just don't I see them losing. The only hope is that you know, Red
0: Bull get their act together. That I don't see anybody else even challenging them. I mean, not even racing Williams? point. Race, no, no, come on. <laughs> Dude, you have too much hope in Williams. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't see anybody. i not even like racing point is fast, but racing point is they blew away the midfield they're blowing away the midfield, but they're not, they can't compete with Mercedes. That's last year's Mercedes. You know, they, they can't even come close. They're the only team that has even hopes are are going to be Red Bull. Ferrari, obviously their engine is shot this year. They can't even, they can't develop it this year, so they can't do anything. And it, and honestly, if they wind up cheating, it doesn't look like they had a grasp on that, on that, on that hybrid engine anyways. You know, so, who is true? Like who can challenge them? Who can? Uh, it's just literally what you're gonna be doing watching Mercedes is just sitting back and enjoying watching history. Listen, That's all you're unless, gonna be doing
2: unless Red Bull finds what the hell is wrong with the arrow of their car. Nobody's touching Ben Mercedes
1: this year. So nobody. Yeah. So speaking of that, let's move on to the next team, Red Bull. They literally were saved from a disaster of a weekend and and i'm saying this as all four of their cars there meaning the red bull team and then also the alpha Tauri team they all had problems this weekend um qualifying it showed up where max qualified at seventh alban was out in q2 uh it was just, actually Gasly did well in in, in p10 but Like I said, that's not even Red Bull, but it was just a disaster all weekend long Um, to the point where even George Russell jumped in to defend Alex Albon and his performance, saying that the car itself is just not in good shape. Like, seriously, guys,
2: why are you guys taking me out of traffic? (laughs) I told you guys
1: this. (laughs) Look, I like Albon, but man, he sounded like he was just a whiny kid.
0: Yeah, I mean that didn't that wasn't a good look for him. And at, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what conditions you're in. You just gotta you gotta take it as it is and, and go, you know. And 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 I get it, you know. Some as drivers, you gotta give you you gotta talk to your team. You gotta give them feedback, and and sometimes it sounds like complaining. But man, if they put you out there, just put in your lap try your best i mean he it seems like he's he was struggling i mean he he did well during the race man he started back and and he and he came through the field and whenever he's put in those positions you know he he excels he he gets through he makes the overtakes uh and he excels until he finds
1: one of the mercedes cars well,
0: or the until pink Mercedes car runs into, into him. Yeah. I think we keep saying this. <laughs> or,
2: or, or, the, or, the, or, the racing point.
0: So the, the the silver arrows literally become silver
1: arrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of the Red Bull team itself, the morning, well, the the day of the race, literally right before the race, doing their installation laps, Max Verstappen. Slides off track and literally he goes into the barriers, damages the front end of the car to the point where they have to wheel him to his grid spot and make the repairs of the front, I guess the front wing and his suspension within a few minutes. And they end up finishing five minutes. I think it was five minutes before. Uh, uh, no, minutes before. 20 seconds
0: before. 20 seconds before, okay. 20 seconds. before. Okay. 20 seconds before they had to start the race. That's how long they literally worked on that car. Well, well, when they got to the grit spot, you meant they had like twenty five minutes, but they finished twenty. They had twenty seconds left before they can even stop uh, working on that car, so they can start the race.
2: Listen, I just know that on Sunday I was a little bit behind to watch the race. I have the volume up in my living room. Out of nowhere, I <laughs> hear. And that's Macbeth Zaffer. He just crashed. (laughs) I'm like, what? I almost dropped my coffee in the kitchen. I had to run back to the living room. Probably almost burned my toes. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm wondering what the hell this guy was doing. (laughs) What did you do that you crashed in the, not even the formation lab. We're talking about you just taking the car out for a spin. You're not even warming up the tires. Who the hell told you to go so fast?
1: That's the problem. (laughs) He's on a slick track that's got moisture on it. The tires aren't warm. He was on inter, so it takes longer to heat those tires up, and that's why he ended up going off. But it is just listen. Don't give him any excuses. Listen, you know that's no. my guy. You know that's my guy.
0: But <laughs> don't, I, don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> it's just
1: a situation where you know they say Red Bull gives you wings. They gave him front wing and they gave him suspension, and that is just a well-oiled machine of a team just putting in the work and getting their guy back on. Literally back on track. And as a result, he was able to finish in second place.
2: No, no, when you talk about what they did, that was a miracle job. Oh man, I, they look like little ants when they took the <laughs> like the drone. I guess the drum or the helicopter shot from the top. It looked like a bunch of cancer of rebel were on top of the car, like trying to squish it together. And they got it together. You know, it was that was an awesome job at the mechanics. I'm glad Max gave him super props as soon as the race finished. Hey, great job to all the mechanics. Thank you for putting the car together. That was an awesome plug. You know, he didn't mention throughout the whole race, you know, that both us jumped the start to give us a plug, <laughs> but it's fine. We can live with that.
0: <laughs> that listen, nothing in nothing in Formula Ones happens by mistake. Nothing is a miracle. These guys were prepared for that. I I I mentioned to you guys when we were texting during the week or and right after the race. That team is amazing. That team, as far as strategy wise, I think they are the, they make the right strategy calls all the time in the pits when they have to make when they I remember China a few years ago when they had to do that, that back to back pit stop with with Max and Ricardo. And I think Ricardo won up winning that race. Man, that was crazy. That was a great strategy call. The team executed flawlessly those pit stops. And, and they want to win in the race. When though the chips are down, Red Bull knows how to get the job done. And honestly, man, when I saw that crash, when I, I was I was late also of watching to turn on the TV and all I hear and I see a text from Wellington saying, because uh, we have a group chat going. And I see a text from Wellington saying, oh, Max crashed in the formation lap. And I'm like, what in the world happened? And I was just like, oh, and the first thing I was like, because I was uh, the day before, obviously, before qualifying, I was putting together my fantasy team. And I I think we're allowed to have three teams, and he's on both of my fantasy teams. I'm like, that's it. I'm done on fantasy. Wellington wins again. (laughs) So, But, man, I'm just, dude, that was amazing how they can get that car start get it and even when they fixed it I was like something's gonna happen to max on um, the something's yeah. gonna fail this is just too good to be true man but boy they, they do an awesome job man and, that's just a and, uh, and, top and down max this. I also yeah heard Max the- just Max did an amazing job to, to 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 you know to lift that team after such hard work and get that second place that was almost like a victory for them
2: man I also saw online earlier that uh, Marco said that in the winter time. Marco, yeah, Herman Marco's online said that in the winter they have like a boot camp for the mechanic, and this is why they do it for situations like what happened
1: on Sunday. I wonder if I could just go. Like, yo, I wonder I'm if here. I could just apply for that too. Yeah, I. Yo, y- I'm here. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah. dude. Organization, and it's not. It's not even a team thing. Like Ruben just pointed this out. It's an organizational thing. Like, yo, we are. We are going to essentially be drill instructors for ourselves and make sure that we're on point, make sure that we have everything the way that it needs to be set up so that we can perform race day, whatever the situation may be. Um, Imagine if they they build their own engines, how good they would be. Oh, my God. (laughs) So the other car. So we, we saw before the race started, Max crashed. Then the other situation was, they had the uh, um, I guess the leaf blowers going into the brake ducts for Alex Albon. They something happened, or like you could see it on video, where something happened where the steward from the FIA tells them they got to set the, the the leaf blowers down, and they left them on, and it looked like they were essentially drying the patch of asphalt immediately at the right where Alex Albon's tires were going to line up. Somebody noticed it protested it turns out like there was no penalty but it was another thing another situation in which we're watching the whole race waiting for a penalty and nothing
2: yeah it's pretty much waiting for clarification like throughout the whole race on, on another should be a penalty not a penalty and we at least it's just it's like watching like a drama like is it gonna happen like oh is the person gonna get killed now are they gonna get penalized now so we get like you know he just drags it along i felt like it was like sometimes like a like a soap opera, you know that we're still waiting for the results to come out. You know the truth to come out, kind of stuff. I mean, we I did see at the end of the race where they had like the, some of the equipment on the side for red, Bull, where um, where Will Boxen was doing like a post right, race post thing, race, yep. and they were checking out the equipment on the floor. So maybe that gave them a little more clarity and frost, like how how they I guess how the equipment blows and it doesn't blow. I guess through a major area, just in like one little secluded area where it's pointing. I don't know. This is some equipment. That I'm still wondering how they get so much power out of this little battery. It's
1: a leaf blower. <laughs> no, no.
2: I, I'm wondering how they get so much because they have like freaking eight of them, one for each tire, for the air, <laughs> air intake, and it's only, only you know this little battery. It's Like, come on, how many batteries are they going to have back there?
0: Yeah, but you could go to Home Depot and freaking buy a Ryobi battery. And it'll last you a few hours. It's <laughs> not that simple, Ryobi. Bro. <laughs> Come on, man! Uh, but uh, you know what? When 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 that report came out, I was gutted for um for Albon, for Albon yeah. because he didn't do anything. I mean, he, what do you mean he didn't? No, I he mean no, no. He, I'm saying his team did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were like he didn't paint. do anything. I mean, like he went from like I think he started what like 14th and and went up to sixth place. Yeah. I mean, the dude was you know he was killing it all race. He he put his head down. He looked. He didn't look like the Albon that we saw in qualifying. He looked. Like somebody who was a man on a mission, uh, and he did amazing, man. He made some. He made a really good. Uh, he literally dive bombed into turn one. Who who was that against? Grojan against uh, against Grojan. <laughs> I don't I don't amazing. like it,
1: man. These these dive bombs. It's like playing online, man. He got lucky.
0: Well, uh, but listen, it's fun. It's fun for the viewer. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's cool. But it, it was it was it was a dive bomb, but it was a perfectly executed dive bomb. Um, he did a really good job. He, he gave Grosjean room and it wasn't, you know, it was a dope move, man. And he, he, he did a great job during the race to get that car up to six, to to sixth place, considering how bad he did in qualifying. And, and, you know, that's why a person like Albon, he, um, he tends to bounce back from bad days. And, you know, that's
1: always a sign of a good sportsman. So we, uh, it's clear talking about this that at this track the Red Bull car was the second best car but it's even more clear that freaking Max is an unbelievable driver uh, to be able to not he didn't keep up keep up with with uh, him but he was he didn't get laughed obviously that's a (laughs) that's a low bar but uh, he kept it within 10 seconds and he never allowed Boras to be able to catch him something's got to be said for that and it this is gonna sound crazy, but if I'm Max, I'm looking around because there's no way that my talent should be at a car that's not the best. I should be winning championships today. He's out, he's outperforming
0: that car. I think we mentioned that last week. We we don't we didn't know last week at that point where Red Bull was at, and we were hoping that they would be in a better place. And honestly, if I'm looking at this weekend, as far as a team, not max, I'm so far as a team as as the Red Bull team, I'd be very disappointed because they are nowhere near Mercedes there. You know, the whole talk before the preseason was Red Bull is finally going to come in and challenge Mercedes. And it just didn't happen. It just didn't work out. And, and honestly is what we said. It, It could be either that car is really good and they just got to get it under control or max is literally being what doing what max does and what any great driver does is outperform that car and he is literally outperforming that car
2: yeah i think i think this weekend i think this weekend he showed that he's clearing a path on becoming a great driver you know to be a top chisel out driver you know he's still young. He's still got a lot, of, a long way to go, but he's telling, he's showing the world, "Hey, I'm a great driver. I want to win. I deserve to be in the front."
0: Yeah, man. I mean, but yeah, he needs, he needs to start looking elsewhere because Red Boy ain't giving him the car. <laughs> so, uh,
1: speaking of elsewhere, next best car, Racing Point. We already talked about Renault and their protest. Uh, Omar Safnauer now are saying that he's got plenty of drawings to back it up. They had a third and fourth place qualifying finish after showing incredible pace in the practices. And even Toto Wolf said that Racing Point looked faster through some corners than Mercedes did. Uh, They had a bad start to the race that kind of put them in a situation where they had to overtake a couple of cars and not just rely on the car itself being fast. What did you guys think, Ruben? What did you think of Racing Point's weekend? Listen,
2: this is the team that's going to be that we're going to be talking about it. All year long. All year long, there's going to be something to say about this scene. Well, there's going to be a protest. Where it's going to be so much speed they have. You know, well, the, the driver competition that we keep having all the time as well. You know, like, for example, Stroll, I still don't get, you know, I, don't, I still don't like him as a driver, like, you know, compared to like a Max. He's but a- a Stroll his daddy's son. He's not going nowhere. He's daddy's son, you know. So, hey, I'm not going to fire him. And this weekend, he performed excellent. He started third, you know. They both... Both racing points did not have a great start. He made it back, you know, 2-4, but he was because he got overtaken by both of us. But us was already in front of him prior to the start anyway. So the only thing, mistake that I see from Stroll that happened this week was that I didn't like. Maybe I, I have to look more on the tires that he had left and stuff like that. It was on lap 54, he went on hard tires. Dude, it's only 17 laps left. Like, why the hell would you go on hard? And I was, you know, Paris... <laughs> Mr. You know, Mr. We don't really want you in our team anymore, even though you saved all of our jobs two years ago. He was horrible at the start. Between lap one to five, he dropped eight places. Lap 20, he had a good battle with uh, with Ricardo Leclerc. But, you know, three laps later, he left them in the dust. So he has the machine and he has the car. You know, as a team, they have it. They just have to, I guess, maybe get used to it and trust the car more so they could put it all the time in the right places. Stroll has to work a lot on his overtaking. Maybe he should take some lessons from Ricardo, because Ricardo, <laughs> this track, he loves oh, this God. track, by the way. So, you know, it's, it's things that that are there. Maybe Stroll needs to listen more to his coach. His coach was Montoya, I think, for something like
1: that. Juan
2: Pablo Montoya. Juan Pablo Montoya is his coach in the background. Juan Pablo Montoya was crashing everybody. Come on, dude, start <laughs> crashing or something. Do yes, something. What, what do you think? <laughs> That's going to show it. who you are.
0: Well, Stroll did better than I thought he would, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not a, everybody knows I'm not a fan of Stroll. No. Um, <laughs> no one you is. You know, but, but he did, he did, he did better. And then, I mean, there's nothing more to say. I mean, he, I, we'll see how, how, how everything shakes out, you know, later. But he's doing pretty good. And, you know, to come in fourth is pretty good. Uh, I would have thought that they would, the way they performed in qualifying, I, I would have thought that they would at least be getting closer to that third place spot. Um, but, I mean, I I think they'll do better at the power tracks coming up uh, just because they have that Mercedes engine and they have similar dynamics. But yeah, I mean, and then, I mean, I don't, I was just wondering what what happened to Sergio. I mean, he finished way back. He should have at least been right behind him.
1: Yeah. Um, So on the stroll front, Ruben mentioned Ricardo. Me personally, I'm not a huge fan of his. Um, We saw in the Styrian Grand Prix that he dive-bombed Ricardo to try and be, he couldn't get past him. He finally dive bombed him to get past him, and that's when Lando Norris ended up getting past both of them. That call was deemed to be illegal, right? Illegal. It was deemed to be an illegal overtake going into this race weekend. So that that's just the type of thing that we see from him. We saw, I, I think he dive bombed somebody. I forget exactly who it was. He dive bombed somebody else this weekend as well. Uh, but it just—it's a low skill. Basically, it's an assault on a on a on a driver, on the driver in front of you.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that's why I don't think he's that good of a driver. I mean, he he's definitely has a lot to work on. But I mean, listen—he's in a fast car, and he's daddy's son. He's not going anywhere. So. Yeah, my my point on
2: the on the overtaking lessons is like, last week it was with Ricardo. He, I mean, yeah, last week it was with Ricardo. He could not get past Ricardo. On this one, he couldn't get past K-Mac. He had a lot of trouble getting around Kevin Magnuson. He had a lot of trouble getting around k Mike, Obviously, it's the same way. It's just he needs to trust the car, trust his skills, and move on, move forward. He has no skills. (laughs) 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 He got the
1: money. He has the money. He pays people to like him. (laughs) All right, so. Uh, Yeah, I think
0: it's just because he has a fast car.
1: Whatever (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. Well, I mean, everybody, if you have a fast car, you're popular, right? That's what they say yeah. uh, back in high school, I guess. But <laughs> Ferrari, DNC, do you want to talk to us about what their weekend looked like? It was better than last weekend.
0: Uh, listen, Vettel saved that team for a, from a better finish when he called. And I didn't know that he did this during the race. I saw the video afterward. I think everybody saw the video afterwards where he called for the mediums when the team was calling in for the softs. And obviously, we can see how horrible of a call that was because they put the solves on Leclerc and Leclerc was literally nowhere. And he was even complaining on the radio how bad that those tires was in that car. It compromised him completely. He probably could have gotten a better finish. Um, But it just shows again how Ferrari just shoot themselves in the foot. Um, One thing that's good is that Vettel seems like he's getting back to his old self. He did an awesome job to finish up there um raced well um but they should have been at least fifth and sixth. i think i think they would have they would have been able to pull that off if leclerc um had the right tires you know but and one thing and i'm going to you know praise praise leclerc obviously because he's go. my for favorite what? driver Praise him but what? but he, he well for what because he showed how good he was uh good of a driver he was defensively and keeping the cars back, even though he was on the worst tire. And that battle with Lando was so cool to watch, man. It was so good to see those two go, you know, wheel to wheel, clean racing, very exciting to see. And obviously at that point, um, Leclerc pulled off a great overtake going into turns one, two, and three, where, he literally went to turn one and and he went one way then the next turn he went the other way to finally finish that overtake on the on turn 3 that was an amazing battle to watch and you know lando did just as good and you know it's i can't wait for to see these guys competing against each other when you see that that was amazing but you know and leclerc did a great job but they just put him on the wrong the wrong strategy i think he should have finished up high
2: listen i think Beto battle- did phenomenal just for making that call. not so the first time he does it, he's made that call in the past before about the tire. Well, he
1: did two things. He made the call and then he passed Leclerc because you saw the train that developed behind Leclerc. Oh, it was Perez. It was uh, one of the McLarens. Yeah. It was one of the Reynolds. Leclerc was
2: the midfield gatekeeper yeah. this weekend because he fought everybody in <laughs> the midfield. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> No, but you know what's crazy? I'm not Yancey. I'm not going to defend him. Like no, Click. but Yancey mentioned defensive driving. I'm like, yeah, it looked like he was defensive driving and like staying in his lane, making sure he put on his turn signals because everybody was behind him. <laughs> it was <like> crazy. <laughs> he was the gatekeeper.
2: That's what I think that he did this weekend. He was just the gatekeeper. Listen,
0: he was he was trying to defend this spot. He put the car in the right places. But yeah, I mean, that's what created the train.
1: He's a great driver, man. He's a great driver. He kept the, it under what is it, 60, 60 miles per hour. He made sure he was good. Yeah, he was riding on the man all of that geez. stuff, you know?
0: But the I mean, uh, haters. Yeah,
1: exactly. They qualified actually fifth and sixth. They were, like I mentioned earlier, one full second behind the Mercedes cars. They actually started off the race really freaking strongly behind uh Botas' uh Stake. jumping of the start. Jumped the start. He um they both jumped out well ahead and they were doing what what did really well. Botas do? He jumped the start. Oh, okay <laughs> he um so leclerc do- dove into the pits first per team orders uh he was actually trailing vettel at that time but they put him they brought him into the pits first and they put him on used softs as uh, you guys mentioned that was just a mistake uh, i just don't understand what they were thinking everybody else that had pit him, pitted around him went on to mediums and that kind of tanked uh his race he also had an incredible battle with uh Alex Albon, but in this track, again, it's it's about the aerodynamic wash from the cars and being able to get around that.
2: Yeah, in this track, wherever you go, it's a battle. Pretty much. If you're getting close to somebody, you're gonna battle it out because they have space, you know, for runoffs, which is the, what they don't have in Monaco. So they're able to push each other a little bit. What I gotta say about Battle and Leclerc, because they got passed by everybody, <laughs> is that they did good <laughs> defensive. You guys, I hate it. <laughs> they did great defensive. The, all the passes that they did or that were done to them were super clean.
1: So they're defensive drivers. Did you get their certificate for the insurance? <laughs> yeah, my- <laughs> Jeez.
2: So, you know, over this weekend with them, it's just... If the soft tire would have worked this weekend, they would have done phenomenal. But the soft tires did not work at all. Was- and they were the only ones pushing it.
0: <laughs> Why would you put on a soft tire on a track that's just drying off yep. and it's cool. It's man. too cool. It oh, yeah. just doesn't make it any, sense. Make any the, sense. That soft tire is only good on a track that's already heated up so it can, so it can. So that's it where can, uh, an experienced
2: yeah. driver like Beto makes decisions like that, not Leclerc. Leclerc yeah, just man. But, goes by but I mean, him.
0: What I want to say is that, you know, a soft tire is, is, is only good when the conditions are hot, it can heat up quickly, it can stick to the track better, and you get better grip. But if that, if that that tire is not heated up properly, you're not going to get any grip to the corners. Listen, and that's exactly what happened in Leclerc. It was a horrible call. Ferrari did it again. They put their, their, you know, their strategists put their their drivers in bad positions and they wound up paying for it with a bad result.
2: Listen, that's why you need experience. In this last race, Leclerc was a monkey driving because they told him we're going to put you on soft and he didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I couldn't. I couldn't keep talking and
1: stay serious. I had to <laughs> laugh. I'm sorry. Do <laughs> you see any last words on Ferrari before we move on?
0: What else is there to say, man? Let's please let's move on to the better to the next race and maybe we'll get a, a better result. I mean, it's going to be a tough season for us.
1: I, I don't have anything else to say. Okay. Um, speaking of a tough race, McLaren, they kind of fell back down to earth after. Norris' two great performances in Austria, it was just a disappointing weekend. Overall, Sainz ended up placing ninth, getting two points, and Norris ended up 13th outside of the points. We talked about the Norris and Leclerc battle. They just kind of were nowhere. Is there anything to really glean from their performance this weekend?
0: Not really. I mean... Uh- I mean, at least they got two points out of it, but they didn't really do particularly too well. I mean, I don't see that. I don't think that they did did anything wrong. It was just the car was slow. Uh, it doesn't seem like they do very good in these type of tracks. And, I really you know, don't and know then, what happened to them. And didn't I know. don't know. I did, it was a very surprising. We thought they would be better. They would do better. But it was just a lackluster race. And I can't really pinpoint exactly what went wrong. Maybe everything went wrong for them.
2: Listen, I hope that in the next upcoming races, because it's close to their to their home base and they probably use you know, Silverstone sometimes to run some testing and stuff like that. I hope they bring back the momentum they have from the first two races. It looks like in this last race in Hungary, they lost momentum. I think uh, a big point on their success in the first two races was the momentum they had. They lost it this week. Yeah, but I hope they get it back. So because we, we don't know where it really happened to the car. We don't know yeah, if it was just three putting points that make up so the what? car:
1: the the power unit, the arrow, and the chassis. Where do you think that they're wrong? Obviously, with the Renault power unit, they're That's not going to be. But this is not like a heavy power track, you know. I, 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 I don't. don't know. I
0: don't think the engine was the power. Maybe it was the arrow. Maybe it was the strategy. I mean, there's so many factors that go into it. But I don't know. They were nowhere, and it showed. Yeah. So it got really light. so is That's that what you think
2: that? Norris punished himself and he started being a mechanic at the, after the race. <laughs> I messed up, guys. I'm going to mechanic myself. Yeah, as well. We saw that, that was, on social media.
0: That was really cool to see. I mean, I think his reasoning was that listen, these guys have been at it for three weeks in a row, which is very rare in Formula One. Uh, mechanics are tired. Uh, you know, at least he can help them out and, you know, get back no. home. And His reason was
2: I still got to wait for all these guys so we could all live in the same plane. Come on, guys, give me a wrench. We'll get we'll get out of here together.
0: He wanted to go play
1: COD. Uh,
0: <laughs> he wanted he wanted to Twitch on stream. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Renault power units, the Renault team themselves another team with a nondescript weekend. I this one is really hard to pinpoint. Going into coming out of the third race of the season, they did not qualify well. Ricardo ends up finishing eighth. In a car that was just nowhere compared to everyone I'm surprised else. that even, I, I'm, I'm surprised when I saw the top 10 at the end of the race that, that Ricardo was even up there, to be honest. We with. can tell why he's leaving. The car, again, is just freaking, it's nowhere. It's not even in the top. You know, it's below Ferrari, it's below racing point, McLaren, and Mercedes, and Red Bull. So uh, it's not where it should be for as powerful a manufacturer as they are. And as much
0: as they tuck themselves up, that they've made so, many, so much progress. They've updated the factory. You know, they you know they tuck they themselves up so much as far as engine is concerned and the arrow. and But last year, they declined. And it seems like they're declining again this year. Listen, uh, it's none of that. I don't know. It's yeah. just sad to see that, to be honest with you. Because we really thought a few years ago that Renault would be fighting near the top by Listen, this point.
2: It's none of that. Okay. They just have to stop crying, looking for reason to protest, you know, other teams and stuff like that, nitpicking. Focus on your team so you could get your results. So you could get move forward. Regardless of, you know, what what doesn't matter if you upgrading factory and all that other stuff? If you're just gonna be taking pictures of racing point, but you're not even taking pictures of your own team that you know as the years progress, you just keep declining and good drivers are leaving. I don't
0: know. What they need to do is what Mercedes did last year when they knew when they, they they were pretty much sure that Ferrari was doing something wrong with that engine, instead of complaining, they went to work and made their engine better and it's showing this year. That's what Renault needs to do. Yep, and guess
1: what? They're going to be the only team with their power unit starting next year, so they need to really start putting up or shutting up. Uh, Haas, looking like rock stars this weekend. No more Vanker status. They actually qualified 16th and 18th, <laughs> really at the back of the grid because of, they just had issues. They not. The engine issue? not, not well, the shooting engine? that's that's part of the problem. But <laughs> yeah, coming into coming into the formation lap, they made the call. I'm going to say this very carefully. They made the call along with their drivers to go ahead and pit to put themselves on slicks, uh, meaning the, the soft, medium, hard tires, as opposed to the tires more geared toward rain. And it turned out to be an amazing call. The track dried up very quickly and they jumped into the top five right away, those two cars, because everybody else just dove into the pits after the race had started. They ended up getting a penalty because you're not supposed to talk to your driver and say, hey, yeah, come in and pit. The guy's supposed to make his own decision prior to the race starting. That was so stupid. So stupid. Yeah. All these penalties this week, just I, I just don't understand. That was such a stupid technicality, you could say. So pretty
2: much I could talk to you but I could have told you, like, if I even you know, be prior to the race, if I tell you, hey, Wellington. So if I tell you about the radio, we'll let you decide. That means come in. If we tell you, oh, no, stay out. I'm still not coaching. I mean, if I say to stay out, it's still coaching you. But if I tell you something else, you know, that means you just agree. I don't have to necessarily over the radio tell you that, which is where Kafir, Red Bull, or Alfaturi did not respond to his messages. Because if they would have responded to agree, then it would have been coaching as well, even though he did not come in.
1: It's it's like the old multi-21 command uh, between, uh, uh, what is it, Vettel and Mark Webber.
0: Yep, multi-21. Yeah, it didn't make any sense, but listen, at least they got some points out of it. Yeah, so
1: So they were both I mean, it was was great. It was good to see, man. They were both fighting competitive at the start of the race. Grosjean ends up receiving front wing damage when he's passed by Albon, which we talked about earlier. K-Mag was literally told over the radio, be careful out there, et cetera. Meaning, dude, let everybody pass. Don't take any damage. Don't just make sure to get us In the, the words, Don't be a hero, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anybody to, you know, suck my, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not much more to say. They have a dog of a car, mm-hmm. and they were lucky to get some points in this one with a great, great rock star status call. Goes to show you how,
0: if you do your strategy correctly, you can at least get some points out of it. You don't necessarily have to be a faster.
2: This was the track for it. This is the strategy track. So for
1: sure, for sure. Speaking of a dog of a car, (laughs) the Alfa Romeo, uh, actually, yes, he had something to say about, what was it you said before we started recording about Alfa Romeo? The only thing to report
0: about Alfa Romeo is that they were last.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's about it. And maybe that Kimmy Raikkonen got a penalty because he went into the wrong grid
1: slot. So where did he go? At the beginning of the <laughs> race. So it's another one where it, it doesn't really matter. It's he's, he's at the, the back. he's at the back. Who cares? <laughs> he's, the he's like dead
0: last. I guess he's not used to starting dead last. <laughs> you know, as as a distinguished career as Kimmy Raikkonen's had, he got a penalty. Uh-huh. I think it was a five second penalty for starting in the wrong grid slot. So I think he went I don't know if you either went to – he was supposed to start on the right. He went to the left, to the left, start on the right. Whatever, man. It's, it was insignificant. They were just last, and it is what it is. Man. So they I, I think that the, the the Ferrari engine's troubles is affecting them,
1: obviously, the most. You know, you see, the first step is being able to admit it. But we had intercepted <laughs> some Kimi Raikkonen radio, and I believe that this is what he was saying. I know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, he, <laughs> he did. Clearly, he, he, clearly,
0: clearly, not. he clearly did
1: not. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be an ugly season for Alpha. Ooh, ugly season. Man. They showed so much prob- promise back when they had a cheating engine. Now it's just it's not pretty. Just goes to show you, man, if if your if
0: your engine manufacturer is not doing right by you, man, it can
1: really, really kill your
0: prospects,
1: man. Speaking of Alpha AlphaTauri, the other Red Bull team, the sister Red Bull team, we mentioned at the top that Red Bull and Honda, in general, had problems all weekend with all kinds of stuff. Uh, it was evident in qualifying. Gasly was able to be, uh, to qualify P10, which was amazing compared to great drive a, by know, him in that qualifying. Uh, you know. Amazing. No, uh, we gotta
2: say it. Since he went back to you know Toro Rosso AlphaTauri, he planted his foot down. And he's been yeah, he's performing.
1: Been, he's been kicking some serious. For that
2: car, he's been doing great. Yeah.
1: um, He was doing good up until he had to retire the car because it was on fire. <laughs> he pulls in it <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know, I smell something like burning plastic. <laughs> it's like a barbecue yeah. behind me. Oh, he said that the car was I mean, literally was not, was on barbecue fire. Barbecue. <laughs> yeah, literally
0: on fire. And I, and I think they were having troubles the whole weekend with that engine, man. I, I don't know if it was a engine... um was the engine installation issue but I mean it seemed like Honda was having issues with their engine. It's the VTEC man The (laughs) VTEC The uh, other
1: Alphatari driver Daniel Kvyat he uh, prior to the race Ruben mentioned it before he was asking if he should pit Uh, he ended up pitting but uh, they didn't communicate it so he didn't get the penalty um stupid penalty man. He did pit, yeah. Oh man. No, he pit, but the but the reason
0: why he didn't get it is because Yeah, they never told him. To um pit. they they, they I, I think him, so. I think Alphatari knew the rules and they they refused yeah. to actually make the make the command like yeah yeah come in, come in, you know. So uh,
1: I don't know. Yeah. I mean, either way it didn't
0: really I guess they sent each other hand signals or something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, pretty much before the race they spoke and they told them if we stay quiet that come coming yeah i don't know <laughs> he,
1: he finished 12th so it didn't really end up didn't really end up mattering they are another car they showed some promise but back of the grid
0: yeah i mean they i don't know alfotari is always up and down they're just showing that they're always up and down so we'll, we'll see
1: so williams uh sorry i just dropped my lid there uh williams last car our last team on the grid. They actually qualified pretty well. It seems that they're doing much better on Saturdays than they do on Sundays. Uh, They qualified 12th and 15th, 12th being uh, Russell and 15th being Latifi. Latifi actually got off to a pretty crazy start, um, you know, with everybody being on different tires, the the track being a little wet. He was able to get himself from 15th up to 10th. Then he ended up getting his race screwed up when uh, they did an unsafe release into Carlos Sainz that ended up giving him a puncture and that just led to a whole host of problems and he finished... That was dangerous. He finished Oof. five laps behind Lewis Hamilton. What? what? do you guys think? What Listen, do you guys think of Williams?
2: The only thing exciting from the weekend for Williams was that it was Claire's Williams birthday, actually, today, on Tuesday.
1: <laughs> okay, happy birthday.
2: <laughs> but as a team, there was nothing exciting from them. Come on, they're still in the back. But we have to give credit to Russell. Russell did the lap of his life that was not on a video game, and he was able to qualify 12. Latifi, I don't know. I think he drank some of the better juice, because I think on doing the race, he spun like, like three times, two times, something like that, he spun out.
1: He drank some Red Bull.
0: He drank some <laughs> Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> it made him a little crazy. Yeah.
2: So yeah, Latifi, during the race, he had he did not have great luck. He You know, I guess he, like I said, well, he doesn't say he went down to 10th, but all the other little mishaps cause him to be super down.
0: You know? He's a rookie, man. I mean, it's, it's expected expected I think, mistakes. I, I, watching we'll videos
2: see. and stuff like that, I think he kept spinning out in the same corner too because he was spinning out of the same
1: corner in practice. You sure you weren't just playing replay on the, on the same video?
2: Maybe. Maybe I was like <laughs> 10 seconds back.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Poor YouTube. Yeah, but I think that Latifi- He saw, he saw,
0: well. he saw Ruben's Twitch stream and just wanted yeah. to do the same thing Ruben was
1: doing. Oh, man, I got a twitch. Latifi's looking <laughs> Latifi's looking pretty okay. I, I don't know if this is going to sound bad, but I know I'm know i going to get hate mail. But I don't know if Robert Kubisa would be putting in the same type of uh, good moments with Williams, I'll say. Granted, it didn't end up great, but qualified 15th where that car is not great. And like I said, he got him up to 10th place and things just started going bad for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a rookie in a bad car. I mean, he's still going to be Rookie of the Year. So, you
1: know. <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> but the car is making some improvements.
0: That's well, I doing, saw. They're, I, going I, I, they're going down. They're going down I did see a headline today that that uh, Williams is going to bring a powerful upgrade. So yeah, okay. their car next race, we'll yeah. see what, what that's Yo, all about.
2: You know what's funny, Yancy? Mm-hmm? Could you imagine that they bring such a powerful update that just sends it right back to the back of the field again, that will freaking suck. Because remember, the, the well, upgrades how?
0: may
1: or may not work. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it would be considered a how powerful up thing. upgrade. Dana. So I'm a little confused by their situation here. If if I'm bringing an upgrade, I have the opportunity again. You're at Silverstone and then you're at Silverstone the following week. You can very easily test this one car. It's your same car with the upgrades. I would hold off. I would bring it to the next race. And see no where
0: that goes. man listen they I think it's a perfect opportunity to test it it's what we mentioned a few of uh right right after the the first uh Austrian Grand Prix that and, and this is what Ferrari were trying to do with, with some of their upgrades but obviously they didn't work out with them um for them but you, you know you can compare
1: that's what I said what <laughs> what, what do you mean what did you say no I said don't bring it for next race bring it for the one after so that you could compare just like oh I got oh yeah you're right
0: <laughs> <laughs> my bad <laughs> my bad but nah man listen you, you can't you can't afford also to to not bring an upgrade if you have it. we don't know how long the season's gonna be you know I, honestly I think anything Williams can do right now to improve the car they should because their car sucks anyways right yeah. so, yeah. so it'll again, get them from yeah. 15th to 12th
2: exactly but again <laughs> What's gonna happen? Oh, it didn't work. Oh, we're still in the back. Yeah, so, it didn't work, but we're still in the back. I
1: don't know. So, guys, final thoughts on the on the on the race. What do you guys think, Ruben? What are you just coming out of here?
2: Listen, this race was a lot to talk about. You know, Ferrari being at the gatekeepers of the midfield right now, <laughs> which which we love. And um,
0: you are such a hater, bro. No, no, just I just damn. say
2: points on the, you know. I'm glad, you know, this weekend went down the
0: way Out was. of everything that happened during this race, that's your first point? My God. Yeah,
2: because that's what they did
0: all race.
2: They were just yeah, it's being-
0: this, But it's the same story the last two races, bro. No, no. Remember, they're last
2: bad. race they crashed out, you know, winning a couple of seconds from the beginning of the, of yeah, the race. So we can't say nothing different... <laughs> about bad. the steering <laughs> piece and, the, and what they did. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Seriously, this race showed a lot of different perspectives. Regarding Formula One, it showed how to overcome with the Max situation. You know, he unfortunately, he crashed right at the beginning, and the mechanics went at it, and they fixed the car completely. It showed Mercedes still has the good, good power that they were forced to have because of the Ferrari engine of last year. And now they're just destroying everybody. And, you know, we're still going to get some protests, you know, down the road from, uh, from other teams, you know, being only Renault because the other teams are not going to say anything because they don't want to be... You know, looked at or against Mercedes. Because if McLaren says something, guess what? You're getting my engine next year. So, we might put a, a couple of loose bolts in it. <laughs> something like that, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm just happy. You know, third, this is a, the third straight race. Went down without a glitch. The race directors behave way better in this race. Because we got we got to see. We still did not see all of them. But we got to see a lot of the midfield action. Which is where the action is happening now. You know, the there's when, nothing when interesting was going, was going on at the front, Wally. bro. So, I don't know, almost a whole lot from from everybody. There's nothing going on there. Besides Max yeah. complaining about saying getting getting the cars out of the way because both of us was catching up to him. That's about it. We want to see the action in the midfield more because that's where he's landing to now.
1: Yes.
0: Yes, he, what do you got? No, I mean, listen, this is a typical novella. That is F one. The drama that uh, the racing is one thing, but the drama and the things that happen during the race and how they correspond to the off track, um, you know, happenings, is is what you know. This is what really happened to me this weekend. I think we have, um, you know, the mystery not a mystery, but you know, racing point showing that they are a mighty car. They're going to be there to compete. Renault being salty about it. Um, Ferrari really being nowhere mercedes being the best team that got better i mean that's you know it's just that's what we're seeing and this is just like the just the 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 swirl of of things going around the paddock i mean it's this is why we watch the races not only to see the racing because we want to see that stuff but we also want to see how it advances the storyline of what you know, the formula one season is and how everything will play out. And the fact that, you know, teams will be bringing upgrades and and things like that. It's very interesting to see what's going to happen in the future, but the race itself, it was okay. You know, it was a lot of things going on at the beginning. uh, But at the end, it played out uh, like a, you know, an okay race. It wasn't amazing, but it wasn't
1: totally bad because there were things to talk about,
0: obviously. So for
1: me, I think that it's really this this season for me is just it's a wash in the sense that like COVID hit and it really affected everything going forward in this season I'm really it's really about for me next season what dominoes are setting up so we saw something that was interesting we saw that the Haas team grew a pair of balls and they made a, t- a call that ended up benefiting them that team in general were' real nervous if they're even going to stick around for the 2021. Maybe even next year. Uh, The other dominoes that I'm real interested in is Renault. What what the heck is going to happen with them and that car? And they're going to get a top tier driver going into it. What's going to happen? How are they going to improve? They're not showing anything. And then lastly, McLaren. Yeah, you could take an engine and put it into a car, but that doesn't make a good car. So I want to see where their chassis is, where they're... They had major aero problems in, I think, 2017. They couldn't cool the car. The the Honda engine had a lot of problems in 2017. So I want to see where they're going to take a step forward. What's going to separate them from Racing Point? What's going to separate them from Mercedes Works Team? What's going to make them better? Those are the things that, like, those are questions coming out of this race, not even answers. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's it's what I said. It's just this race what the happenings of this race is just adding more questions as to what is going to be happening around these teams uh going forward um uh, you know the race itself was like I said it was it wasn't that great but it was okay but it did further the narrative of each team as far as where they're going to wind up and how they will be positioned going into the rule changes in 2022
1: right. Um, so then the, the other thing for me coming out of this race was the just, they need to figure out what to do with the stewards and the penalties. We had five things going on this, this weekend. We had the Boras jump in the start penalty, non-penalty, the Haas penalty what for he, pitting. What did Boras do again? He, uh, jumped the start. Okay. So he had that penalty, the Haas penalties for pitting, for, for the communications, the drawing of the patch underneath tires for Albon. The Latifi five second penalty for unsafe release and the Kimi penalty point and the penalty for the not lining up properly. I don't recall. I don't think any of these were actually resolved during the race. So you're leaving the race. If you're a casual observer, not us or anyone listening to us, you're leaving this race like, yo, okay, I just watched this. This is what happened, whatever. If any of these hit and change the outcome, then it's like, uh, okay, what the heck happened? Why can't they just... So the only one that I can see as okay that needed a little bit of investigation was the Albon penalty. But other than that, like yo, come just make the decision.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the the um, the results that we posted on on our Instagram account, um, Jump to Start Podcast, um, were totally different from what it wound up being because we were waiting for what these penalties you know, how these penalties would affect the actual standings in the race. So they need to get their act together and figure out if they can actually do these things during the race or immediately after something happens. But this whole waiting around, like it's like, you know, we're going to court and stuff. It doesn't make any sense to me. Just, you know, you are, you are the governing body. You are the, you know, you manage the rules of the race The rules are clearly written. If they're not clearly written, then you got to make sure for the next, when the next rule changes come around, that they're clearly written so this doesn't happen because this is not good for the sport. Nope. People need to, people want to know right away what, you know, what happened, why it happened, and what is the result of it so we can see who won, who didn't win, who got in this place or not. This whole waiting around thing is just, it doesn't make any sense. You know, because then and that's how we get this debacle where Carlos Sainz last year couldn't stand on a podium right. that he rightly deserved and and celebrate the proper it's, way because they had to wait hours after the race. They need to get that. They need to to, to fix that problem.
1: So so that does it for the race. Um
0: it's
2: one thing we haven't mentioned from the race yet. Uh by him winning this this last Grand Prix. He, that was his eighth win at Hungary. So he tied Schumacher for having eight wins. And Schumacher did it in France, but by having eight wins at the same Grand Prix, that makes him also five wins away by tying him on the all time list of the Grand Prix winners. So Ham is getting closer and closer to these all time gold, gold status, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think Legendary. That, was, that's,
2: that leads to your next point on where you're going. So, you're
1: yeah, actually, good, good segue. Thank you. Um, the other thing that's kind of circulating around the track, outside of the race, and actually during the race too, is the whole Lewis Hamilton, Black, Ma- Black Lives Matter thing. Uh, p- prior to the race, the FIA, they, they seemed to rush the photo of the drivers kneeling, standing, whatever. Um, Ham did not like that. He went on social media to mention that. And he actually mentioned that during a few interviews. Uh, he actually had words also for Grosjean. Who he felt didn't respect it enough, Romaine Grosjean, and then even Mario Andretti came out, a legend in racing in general, came out stating that Ham is creating a problem that does not exist in the sport. Um, I can. That o- is so. Yeah, it's. I I can't agree with uh, Mario Andretti. We we only have the one black driver. Um, Just look at all the personnel.
0: Take a picture of all the personnel in the paddock, and you can clearly see, one, they're lacking diversity as far as, you know- And not just the drivers, right? Marker. Not just the drivers, I'm talking about the entire paddock, and it's not only its not only uh, different races, but it's also women, very little women there too, you know? Diversity is a big problem all across the board in this sport because there's not enough people. Now, I'm not saying, listen, I don't know what the hiring practices are, But if you, if you, if your sport is not reflecting how the rest of the world is as diverse as we are, especially a sport that is worldwide, has a worldwide audience, then yeah, man, you have a diversity problem.
1: I think, I think that uh, Mario Andretti is really kind of missing the boat in general by saying that it's a problem that doesn't exist it's what we always talk about that a lot of people don't understand or don't see a problem because it's not personally affecting them. Yeah, to me, if I, if I'm a rich white guy, which I'm not, um, of course it's, it it does that problem doesn't exist to me. But uh, Hamilton is we've we've talked about it before on this podcast where Hamilton had major issues in. Spain, Monza, etc. Wherever he would travel, that the fans would wear blackface. They would call, like call out crazy stuff to him. It's um, it's the type of situation that just by creating initiatives, by trying to get I don't know more minorities involved. I don't problem with F1 is it that it has not just a racial problem, but it has a wealth gap problem because now there's so many pay drivers, um, and and that's just. It, the whole thing is just so expensive that that's just the way it's trending. So these are two huge negatives for creating diversity. And and
0: uh, and one thing that I see, and it's it's the same old story every time something like this comes up, especially yeah. when you talk about race, is that everybody stands up once. So from what my understanding is in the first race, they let the drivers um, have a moment, okay. decide, or have a moment. The, the FIA gave them a spot where they can either kneel or stand up and they put, you know, the and racism t-shirts and stuff like that. After that first race, that courtesy was not being extended anymore. Yeah, they're wearing the t-shirts. Yeah, you know, some of them are kneeling, some of them are standing, but it seems like they're rushing them. I think even Antonio Giovinazzi came and he didn't even put, he could not even have time to put on the shirt. He just put it like he tucked it into his
1: his overall so he could see that oh, his show Yeah, they, they're not making any more money off of it, I guess.
0: Yeah, but that's the whole thing. It's it, the solution is always let me mention it once, just so people can see that. Yeah, no, we're against racism and we gotta end it. And then after that, it's not talked about anymore. Meanwhile, all these things keep happening to people of color, and this is why Lewis Hamilton keeps saying, uh, and and he keeps talking to other drivers, and he keeps saying, "Listen, this is a problem that we have to talk about all the time because it's not a problem that's gonna go away overnight." And if you, we have a worldwide platform, I am the best driver in the world, possibly the best driver to ever do it. Please, and he's literally carrying the sport right now. Please give me a platform to end this because this is not a political issue. This is a social issue. This is a human rights issue that we need to talk about in order for us to solve. And obviously, people are not getting that message. That's why we have to keep talking about.
2: I think on that on that aspect, yeah. That um, we also have to they're not doing enough. But I obviously I'm, I'm not 100 percent educated on, on this. You know, obviously I, just, I don't watch too much news, so I'm not too much in depth into the, you know, what what um what sport is doing what. But we gotta go go back. Remember, Kaepernick was doing it by himself, and he got ousted out of his sport. Now, what he was doing cut so much track, and racism was but brought up to the front. We also have to give credit to Formula One. They brought it to the front. They're the only sport that I, you It know, wasn't I Formula on one, one, though. by the way. It wasn't Formula One. It was it Lewis Hamilton that like did Like Formula did. One just did. And it was, But it was, the kneeling started in football. You know? You, so but, that's what that's-
0: Did you yes, hear what said? But it wasn't it wasn't Formula One that did it. It was Lewis Hamilton that did it. Lewis Hamilton called out the drivers. Lewis Hamilton is yeah. calling yeah. out Formula By One. Being, so know. it wasn't it wasn't Formula One that doing it. And the only reason that they did it and they probably would have stayed away with it from it is because Lewis Hamilton did it. And so, they have to listen to Lewis Hamilton because he is the world champion and he is breaking all the records.
2: So so that's what I I'm, well said. I'm not 100 educated on this subject. So I thought the slogan "We Race as One" came from that.
0: No, the re-race as one was something that was pre-thought, and it was actually of more. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It was. It was. It wasn't really because of COVID. It was more aimed for for pride.
2: Oh, okay, pride. okay. I'm sorry. With, yeah. right, so, it so it wasn't. So pretty yeah, much. So back that, back into yeah, the Yeah. It was. The it was for. It was. It was like for that, pride. no You know. Like you said yeah, and
0: racism. Those T-shirts and racism came out because it was Lewis Hamilton that called out the drivers and called out FOM formula one as a whole and that's why they're doing it and obviously what they're trying to do is what any other sport does is that they're they're saying yeah 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 sweeping it under the rug like if it's not a problem which it clearly is a problem and this is why hamilton keeps talking about it and he's i think he's starting the hamilton initiative where he wants to bring in not only drivers of different races and and different backgrounds but also engineers and people who work on these teams and mechanics and all of that where do i sign up where do I no. sign up?
2: Yeah, where do we sign up? No. Also, not what I recommend to people... Let's that find out. I guess maybe affiliate too much because obviously they have not lived in the situation. There is a good Netflix movie. It's called Uppity. And it was a, a African-American driver, I believe in the 70s. And he just couldn't make it because of the color of his skin. Pretty we'll much. put
1: that... We'll, what's it called? Uppity? Uppity, yes. We'll put that into the uh, show notes.
2: That's a very good movie to watch, to, you know, to affiliate to see you know cuz unless you lived it or be you know gone through it you understand more but that's a pers- a very good perspective where he pretty much tried everywhere and they did not you know on um, they did not he he just kept getting a lot of hurdles to be able to prospect
1: i mean that's what happens and that's the um the things that a mario andretti would not be affected by he would not be mario andretti would not be quote-unquote, Mario Andretti if he was a different skin color.
0: Exactly. And and, and, and and as Hamilton said, I think he said on his Instagram, these are the type of attitudes that exist in this sport. And he's obviously been in the sport, so he's experienced this, you know, 10 times worse than anybody else, being the first black driver to do anything in Formula One. Um, and then you had the whole issue with Bernie Ecclestone, and that's why he finally got, he even got stripped of his title uh his his honorary title in formula 1 management these are the types of attitudes that are making the decisions and these are the types of attitudes that you literally got to get rid of and not now I'm not saying you know Asha them kick them out I'm just saying talk to them and 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 um and make them see the perspective of a person of color and the struggles that they go through in life and period you know, again, it's not a political issue. This is a social issue. This is a human rights issue. And we are entitled to our rights as human beings, regardless of our color.
2: Yeah, this is a subject that's not going to end for a while. And I and I like talking about it because I believe every time it comes up, I educate myself a little more as well.
0: And that's what we have to do. We have to talk about it.
2: Exactly.
1: I mean, you guys already know my feelings. As long as we all have open minds when we talk about it and not listen to propaganda against either side then we're all we're all moving forward at least yeah um so just to kind of wrap this show up i just wanted to bring up f1 fantasy and how much it freaking sucks and how disappointed i am with them because they can't they just can't get their act together even checking today two days after the race they showed that lewis hamilton scored 147 points in fantasy just this past week alone and it's like yo how do we have it's like they don't. They,
0: they, you're like we're trying to have a good time with this, and we can't even get the stats right. I think I logged on, and I couldn't even see in our league who was number one. It's me, you know. By the way, know, well, but listen. <laughs> but uh, you know what I saw was number two, and I was still disappointed because I saw you. But listen, that's besides uh, the point. Yes, I am also um, on number two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what my boss calls me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they need to. They, they need to get their act together, like they do for like they do on Formula One TV. Yeah, Windows, yeah, okay, better. sure. But listen, <laughs> mm-hmm. come on, man. Let's get this thing fixed so we can have a good time. We love watching the sport. You know, invest some money into this. And I mean, I know times are tough, but damn it, man. Let us have a little bit of fun with, with fantasy.
1: And at least know where the hell we're at, to be honest with you. All right. Um, but that pretty much wraps it up for me. Guys, you have anything else to add? Nah, man. That's it. We're, we're off to Silverstone. So yeah, pretty,
2: pretty much the same thing. We off to Silverstone. Can't wait to for the changes that are coming from every team. So we could just bring it back to people, you know, to this way I'd, and I'd, give them our perspective.
0: I just want to see Williams powerful. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and on that note, we'll uh, see you later. Peace out. All right, guys. Bye, guys.